Copper Shores Community Health Foundation is excited to announce its Community Recreational Facilities and Resources Request for Proposals is back. We have $100,000 marked for this and can't wait to see what our community does with it. Previous projects include improvements to trails in Copper Harbor, Chassel, Calumet, and more, improved facilities in Lots, Covington, and Greenland Sled Hills, and at the mouth of the Gratiot River, and creating more accessible recreational opportunities at the beach in Ontonagon. The deadline is March 11th. Learn more at coppershores.org grants. Good Sunday morning and welcome again to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. You'll find them at coppershores.org online. Sad news this week in regards to one of the major events that we celebrate each year in the Copper Country in the winter. The racing section of the Copper Dog 150 had to be called off because of our, well, just really sad, pathetic winter that we have had. Uh, But a lot of other things are still in place. And so I thought, even though we did a show about the Copper Dog a couple of weeks ago, I thought I would bring Doug Harrer from the Copper Country Board in and talk about, first of all, the... What went into making that decision? And then preview what we still have planned, because it still could be a great weekend, that first weekend in March in Calumet. Doug, welcome back to the program. Yeah, thank you, Todd. I appreciate you having me. This, I, I, I know how invested the board is in this race and the major volunteers are in this race, people who work on it year-round, basically. This has been going on since like two or three days after last year's Copper Dog, and people have put a tremendous amount of time into this. This couldn't have been an easy decision. No, it was a very, very difficult, you know, uh, decision. You know, we we think of so much. We really, we really pride ourselves with thinking outside of the box, you know, so... We're always thinking about the musher. We're always thinking about the dogs and the safety. And that's, bottom line, that's where the decision had to be made, uh, uh, total dog safety. And that's just because of the amount of snow on, on, on the trail. We can't, we can't look to the future and see that, you know, the weather is predicting we're going to get six inches. What if we only get two? You well, know? And, and let's face it. Our trails are in such poor condition at this point because of this really awful winter that we've been experiencing. Six inches doesn't do it. No, six inches uh, barely gives you an inch of base, you know. So, um, you know, for so people understand more about dog mushing, let's say you need to stop your team on the trail uh, for a rest, to snack them, to water them. uh, For an emergency. uh, For an emergency, whatever. You have a snow hook that you put down. That snow hook's pretty big. You've seen it, yep. you know, uh, front yeah, if, and center. If, you, if you've ever seen it, if you've ever been at the uh, starting gate, yep. you see that that is engaged as the driver's mush, as the mushers head out because they've got to keep the dogs a little bit paced until they get out onto the trail. Right. And it, it, you see it digging into the snow. Yeah, so when they, when they stomp that into the snow, that basically goes six to eight inches deep. Okay, so to to safely stop your team, you've got to have a good six to eight inch base. If you only have two inches, you're not going to be able to stop your team. It's just not happening. No, because that 
thing is going to go down, it's going to hit the frozen ground and then it's and just stop gonna, yeah, and it just yep. skid along it. And all of a sudden you're out of control. And again, if anybody has been at the start or the finish of those races and you've seen those dogs, yeah. they run and oh. they run and they run and they don't just stop when you say, Hey, let's stop for a moment. Right. No, it's, it, it, it takes a lot to stop a team. So we, we really had to take that into consideration um, and, and that's ultimately knowing what snows out there and what we could potentially get over the next week. It, it just, it didn't make sense to continue, but I got to say, you know, like I said, we think outside of the box. I mean, we were taking a lot of other things into consideration, you know, this winter has been very tough for businesses that rely on skiing, on snowmobiling, cross-country skiing. A lot of this stuff hasn't happened this year, for, or, or maybe it happened for about two weeks. Yeah. You know, so we know, and part of our, our uh, mission statement is community vitality. You know, we want to give to our community as much as we can with this race. So we know hotels fill up. We know that restaurants are, are bustling. Yes. So, you know, we know our, our, our vendors that, you know, the Elks or Sunday in the Park, you know, when they need to order their stuff, they have to bulk up for the Copper Dog. So it was, you know, taking that into consideration as well, knowing that, you know, people got to cancel their hotel rooms, so we don't want to get charged, you know, um, you know, because they didn't cancel soon enough or... Um, you know, the, the restaurants got to order up their food, get their staff ready for that weekend. Um, you know, the decision just had to be made sooner than later, not to mention then we could start planning of how we're going to hype this event that was going to happen during Copper Dog anyways. Yeah. And, you know, on one hand, it was, I'm sure, a very hard decision to make. On the other hand, you look at the trails right now, it's a pretty easy decision to make. It's not yeah. as if conditions are marginal. We might be able to pull it off. We might not. Yeah. Conditions are simply unacceptable. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the Keweenaw Trail Service, they can't groom, you yeah. know, they just, they can't do it. They can't start grooming until they get 12 or 10 to 12 inches. Yeah, and that's and that's real snow, not ten right. to twelve fluffy lake effect inches. Right. Ten to twelve fluffy lake effect inches gets you less than an inch of snow total. Right. Once once the groomer mashes over it, and that means nothing to them. No, no, exactly. You know, so it, 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 I told the board last night after we made the decision. I mean, you get, it was a long two hour discussion of everything. You know, yeah. and uh, we were pretty much split. Um, you know, and. Uh, uh, we, we made the right decision. After we made the decision, you know, I just told everyone, we all need to be proud of ourselves because we didn't let our pride get in the way of our decision. Because you're right, you put in a lot of work. We start planning the next race two weeks after we get done with this year's race. Yeah. So we're, we're, we work year-round. Um, I give all of our board members and race planning members credit because no one's paid. And we're just dedicated because we believe in this event, you know, and, and, and we truly feel just from seeing the responses today and the messages and the phone calls from the media and everything that, you know, Copper Dog is a big deal, you know, and it means a lot to a lot of people and, and that warms our heart. We're very humble about that. 
Well, it means a lot to a lot of people here, and I have talked with mushers over the years. It means a lot to them. They so enjoy coming here, and I hear it from them every year. The volunteers are great. The course is great. They really enjoy coming here. But I have to think that this winter has not only been hard on the people putting the races on. We saw the Tequamanon race be canceled, the UP200 for the second year in a row. This has been a difficult year for mushers because they haven't been able to get out and train either. No, um, you know, and that was another part of our discussion. We have a musher that's on our on our board, and and I was asking her some tough questions as well because she was training for the 10-dog, and, you know, I said, how's your team doing? You know, how, how's your training doing? And, and they were actually doing really well with training, but, you know, their, their training and, and people south of us that don't have any snow from Wisconsin and, yeah. and, and lower parts of Minnesota, they don't have snow either. And so they're training their dogs on, on frozen hard pack, uh, you know, gravel and stuff. And, they're going through booties. Uh, the woman that I was talking to last night said she goes through about $50 of booties a day every time she runs her dogs. Oh, man. Yeah, so you're risking injury to the dogs just to keep up your mileage to do the copper dog. So, again, we're worried about safety not only for that weekend, but all these mushers that have been training can now have a sigh of relief that, oh, okay, good. We, yeah. we and we are the, the last. Rest. We are the last major race of the season. Yeah, we're, we're in the it. region, so there's nothing beyond us that would make them have to continue trying to do that level of training with their dogs. They can relax the dogs. They can send them into spring and summer mode, and not have to worry about things again until hopefully a much better winter next year. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and I was really hoping, you know, that we were going to save the Midwest. You know, um, because all the Midwest races canceled except for uh, the stage stop pedigree in, in Wyoming. Uh, they were able to run, but they had some rough trails too, and they had rain as well, uh, but they had, you know, thicker packed snow. They're up in yeah. the mountains. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we were hoping we were going to bring it home for the Midwest that mushers could come and and get their one race in, you know. Um, kind of funny last, uh, last night, I, I didn't get much sleep after our decision cause your mind starts working on everything that you need to do afterwards of contacting your sponsors, getting money back to the, to the mushers and, and, uh, notifying all your, you know, hundreds of volunteers that, you know, so that's all going through my mind and I'm looking at Facebook uh, about two o'clock this morning, and I seen a comment from uh, the Schuweilers that live in in Wisconsin, and uh, the, I can't remember exactly. Martha's how, a former champion. Yeah, Martha's yeah. a champion, and her son and and her daughter in law uh, have two kids now. So they said, "Well, you know, Copper Dog was our last hope for a race season, but at least we can uh, bring." And I think they mentioned their two kids' names. Uh, they're just little squirts. And they said, well, at least they'll get to run something. So it sounds like they might come up and bring their house pets to run the Copper Dash. Well, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be neat. Well, and we have, I've heard this from mushers before. They, they bring the families. They love coming here yeah. because this is a place that is, is scenically beautiful. A lot of the places that you do these things are, are nice, but they don't have the striking scenery that we have. The uh, other 
winter recreation activities that we have, uh, there are people, mushers, who kind of even consider this their winter home. Yeah, and, for sure. We we have many mushers that are actually looking for places to to uh, you know live at up here because they love the community so much. You know, I've always said that we have the best community, we have the best volunteers, we have the best sponsors, you know, and... and But every race says that, and the mushers are the ones who are kind of voting here. Yeah, you know, and I agree with that. Um, The mushers are the ones telling us because a lot of races don't have the amount of road crossings that we have, you know, and... We have a small army of people out there, man, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 people manning a road crossing, you know, and we got what I think it's uh, 22 road crossings Friday night. Well, you can do the math. That's yeah. So the musher sees that. I can tell you that's a huge sense of relief to see that. So that's why they say that because, and, and every year, Todd, I mean, this was our 15th running. Every year, those volunteers are out there, whether they be new or the same ones, they keep coming, they keep helping, and it's amazing to see. But, you know, I truly, truly believe that we are, we do have the best volunteers in the best community. I'll, I, I'll be with you on that. I, I hear Sisu, I hear Grit. I think back to, and, and maybe you'll remember, I, I don't remember how many years ago, maybe four years ago, Father's Day Flood. All these houses that were getting destroyed and and all the basements that were filling up with that mud and dirt and grime. And, you know, I took my crew from where I work and and we went to help out. And I seen hundreds of people just helping their neighbor. Yeah. And and so that's what, you know, gets me to say we have the best community of volunteers out there. It's... I mean, to look at that and to look at all these different events that all these different uh, races, um, you know, the deer chase, the bear chase, the, the canal run, you know, all these different, ra- you know, things, uh, activities that we yeah. have that need volunteers, yep. there's always the volunteers. They're always there. They're always there. Talking with Doug Harrer from the Copper, uh, from the, uh, the Copper Dog 150 board about the decision to cancel this year's racing events on Copper Dog Weekend and the decision to keep a whole bunch of other things that are going to provide a lot of fun opportunities in place. So let's talk about some of the things that will be happening. We're talking about the first weekend in March, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Friday the 1st, Saturday the 2nd, Sunday the 3rd. We are going to do the block party on Friday night. Yeah, so um, now I'm going to throw some times at you, but keep in mind we're just like, just started planning this last night at about eight o'clock. So yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So and the best thing I can recommend is uh, what we're saying here is going to be a little tentative, but check with the Copper Dog website and the Facebook page yeah, for sure. And updated information will be posted. Yeah, for sure. So the block party definitely uh, going to have the block party. The Elks is going to be out there. We'll have some vendors out there selling food as well. Um, we're hoping to get Mr. Bauer, Tom Bauer, to come up and do some uh, kids' rides. Um, but the block party is going to be from 5 to 11 uh, in the evening on Friday the 1st of March. Uh, the plan is during that block party, we'll have music going as well. 
uh, at the block party. This will be on Portland, not on Oak like it normally is. We're bringing it closer to the 100 block where the snow road's going to be. Okay, just look look for all the people having fun, and you'll yeah, find it. <laughs> yeah, look look block, for all the blue fencing. Go where the blue fencing is. Yeah, you'll bl- find block it. parties are hard to hide. Right, exactly. Oh. Look for two uh, two big fire pits that say "Copper Dog Burning," uh, you know, lumber in it. Uh, so we're hoping to do some kids rides from five to seven uh, in Agassiz Park. Um, and, and that's free to, you know, all the children out there. We just did that, uh, about a month ago. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Had a great turnout, bring the kids out again and and let's have fun. Um, and then somewhere between nine and nine 30, we're going to shoot off those awesome fireworks sponsored by Pisani. Always have a great fireworks display. Usually it's at the end of the race, usually about uh, five, ten minutes after the last musher leaves. In this case, uh, we've got the fireworks. Might as well use them. So let's be honest, Todd. I want you to tell me the truth here. Okay. So I've never really watched the fireworks all these years, right? Because we're all getting packed up and we're getting ready to go and get up to Eagle Harbor or wherever that next checkpoint is. <clears throat> I, every year... First off, I'm excited to see them because I'm actually going to watch them. (laughs) Every year, I'm walking somewhere and you get that big boom. Tell me you haven't jumped out of your skin every time because you're in the middle of packing up your gear or whatever. Oh, absolutely. That first time. The first time. Oh, oh, they've started the fireworks. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowd loves them. Oh, yeah. Uh, They ooh, they ah. I usually do get back because I've usually parked back there next to Agassiz Park. So even though I'm tearing down equipment and bringing it to my vehicle, that's where my vehicle is. Yeah. So I do get to see some of it. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're right about not seeing things. I have the same issue. A lot of people say, hey, did you get to such and such? Did you get to such and such? No. For the Copper Dog 150 start, I am anchored in one place the entire night. My feet hardly ever move once the race gets started. That's where I am. I don't get to see what's happening in the block party. I don't get to see what's happening in other parts of town. I'm kind of looking forward to getting around town as well. I'm, I'm so excited myself because I said, I mean, it's not my nature, but I'm not volunteering for much because I want to play. I want to see what people are doing. I want to do some live feeds on on uh, the Facebook feeds for Copper Dog, you know, for them to see what's going on and come out and have a good time. And especially for when the Saturday and Sunday is happening, I want people to understand more about what none of us really know about. Yeah, this is a, a couple of things that are new to us. I don't think they've ever been attempted here in the copper country. Let's start with this copper pole, copper yeah. drag, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Uh, and and we talked a little bit about this in the previous Copper Country Today program that we did, that there are some sled dogs who are yeah. have been bred for speed. Mm-hmm. The huskies that we see pulling the most of the sleds, they are bred for speed. We want to get to from point A to point B as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. There are other dogs that I've learned that are bred for strength, Malamutes in particular. And we've had Malamute teams come to the Copper Dog and they're slow as molasses. Yep. God bless them. But they're not built for speed. They're built to carry weight, basically to haul freight yes. across the frozen wilderness. Yeah. And this is the first time we're going to give them a chance to really do what they do best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 
You know, it's been interesting when I was talking to Chrissy about it because, again, none of us really know much about it. Um, You know, and she's been in contact with Chris Keevy, who's run our race, and that's the slow team that runs the Malamutes. Uh, Those are the big, beautiful... Puffy. They're the puffy ones. Super puffy and super friendly. Um, Yeah, I've heard that some of these dogs during these pulls will be pulling, you know, hundreds of pounds. And then I've been told that some of these dogs out there can pull thousands of pounds. I when when I, I learned fathom. when I learned that I had this flashback to this picture that's kind of ubiquitous here in the Copper Country of this huge sled full of mammoth logs from a century ago with two horses in front of it. Oh yeah. It's amazing how strong these animals are and apparently this works for dogs as well as horses. Yeah. So this is going to be a competition. It's actually sanctioned. There's a group that uh, that runs these things and this is going to take place on Saturday and then into Sunday or just on Saturday. No, on Saturday there's going to be the first, I don't know what you call it, first heat, shall we say, or the first uh round uh, first first drag yeah so first drag there we go so each dog will compete three different you know heats right so we have the first one going i believe it starts at nine and goes till about noon uh then they break for lunch and then they come back around four or five and go till seven or eight um and and then in between those two uh runs then we'll be doing the the copper dash, but then on Sunday is the finals for the okay. pole. So the Sunday, that's when that's the last pole, and that's when you uh, you know award your winners. And the copper dash is going to be basically homemade sled dog event here. Yeah, so we're gonna have a, a, a an old wooden sled, not a sled. Uh, someone came in and told me, oh my gosh, don't put kids on their. Uh, uh, you know, home sleds, you know, the plastic ones going oh, down no, the hill. Oh, no, 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 no. So thank you, Jerome. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you for mentioning that to me. But um, yeah, we, uh, this is an actual sled dog, you know, sled. So probably an older wooden one, a little bit heavier. Um, and then you can bring your your household pet, uh, preferably not a chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. Make make sure it's appropriate here. Right, right. So, um, and we'll we'll harness the dog for you. Um, we'll put a, a helmet on you. You're, you'll have to wear a helmet, um, and then uh, you'll race down a straightaway, the 100 block. And uh, uh, once you finish, we'll we'll accumulate times, and you might win an award. Race being a hopeful term here, I right, suspect. Exactly. This could be a lot of fun. Yeah. This could be a lot of fun to watch. And there are a couple of different age divisions. Kids are going to be piloting these, right? Yes. Yeah. And they can pre-register on our website, copperdog, uh, copperdog.org. Um, you know, but it was it was iffy. So these polls that we're talking about, you know, you c- there's there's it's sanctioned. And there's two ways you can do it. You You can do it on pavement with a wooden sled. Okay, and the the dogs will pull it. I've seen the weights. The weights are basically railroad ties that they have pre measured, pre weighed, um, and uh, they add railroad or not railroad ties, railroad uh, track. Track. Okay. okay yep. Yeah. Sections of yep, track. Yep. And then uh, what happens is um, 
they add weight, you know, as they go. So um, what happens is they get more points if it's not done on pavement and it's done on snow. So we feel fairly confident we can bring enough snow in to make a snow road just on the 100 block, and then uh, and then we can still have the the copper dash at that point too. So okay. it's kind of a win win as long as we can get that snow in, uh, and I feel pretty confident that we can. Yeah, there's got to be some snow someplace oh, yeah. un- under a tree out in the woods. Uh, or yeah, something everyone's like going to be calling me on Monday now saying, "Hey, I got, I snow, got some here. snow for you." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, please come and remove mine. Right. I have a large yeah. pile of it here. Believe you me, mine's going first. So there are activities that will be going on. There's a dinner that's being planned as well. Uh, We'll get some details about that coming up as they become available. And we would encourage everybody to, uh, first of all, if you are a volunteer, if you are a sponsor, understand that this was necessary. We we know this risk when we go into something like this. We know that Heike Lunta is not as reliable as we would like him to be. Uh, so stay with it and be back with us next year. And then come on out the first weekend in March, see what's going on, get involved, and have some fun. Even though we can't have the races, we'll still have a very fun Copper Dog weekend. Doug Howard, thanks to you. Thanks to the board and all of the people who did so much work on this. I know it's a disappointment, but I'm sure we'll be back next year. No, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Todd, and, and I'll pass it along to the board. But also thank you, uh, you know, in particular, because you put a lot in as well. So we appreciate you. It's a fun thing to do. Thank you.